audio is rolling. In five, four, three, two. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Slice of Life podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, you know the deal. We bring on guests. We slice them up. They talk about their perspective of life. And today, on the other side of the table, we have Josh Papia. Close. Parpia. Parpia. There you go. <laughs> Dude. Josh Parpia, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know, just look at the cameraman. Just yeah. say hey to everybody How's just so going, they can see your face and everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I met Josh at a coffee shop that I work at, Achilles Art Cafe. Yes, guys, you should go definitely check it out. I'm going to keep plugging them because, dude, it's such a nice place, man. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit, too. But thanks for the coffee, man. Oh, cheers. Of course. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming on, dude. Of course. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Like again. But we'll get into what you do, man. Um, first of all... Uh, what do you think about Achilles, bro? Like, oh, I man. see it. That's where I met you. So this is what yeah, I was like. You know, Achilles has a special place in my heart. You know, I started going there around like 2014. Right. I was fresh out of college, unemployed. Um, and that felt like home. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, the people there, the groups of people that come in and out, they're amazing. Right. right. Um, you know, and I, I just used to go there, you know, get a cortadito. Ah, cortadito. Right? Yeah, that, it's addicting, right? It is, dude. It's, you know, it's the, so addicting. The owner will think we're going there to, you know, talk to him and, you know, converse with him and his personality, but we're really going for the cortadito. Um, <laughs> if I show this to him, he's going to be like, <laughs> he's never coming in here again. Yeah, <laughs> like, nah, exactly. right. yeah, but, you know, I used to, you know, plop down, open up the laptop, yeah. you know, um, job applications, um, trying to learn how to code. You know, those were the early dude. days. I feel like that's such a big thing too. Like people wanting to code. It nowadays. is, you know, everyone's trying to look for, you know, something to add to their resume. That's, um, that's true. Some man. way to make themselves, you know, stand out above the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and that coffee shop, like I said, it's meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone over the years, um, you know, I took my um, now wife there for one of our first dates, you know. Perfect date spot for those it, it's of you amazing It's an amazing date spot, date right? Spot, the man. lighting, you know, the, the local art that's around yes. there. Yes, man. You know, it's a fantastic, you know, dude, location. Dude, I agree 100%, man. I, when I first found that place, I was like, oh my, this isn't like a normal coffee shop. Like I go to a bunch of coffee shops, like Austin, kinda. Have you been to Austin's Coffee or do you know what it uh, is? I, I've, I know what it is. I haven't gone there yet. Yeah, it's yeah. not as, you know, hallmarky as this one is. Yeah. But dude, when they, like that, when I heard that word for the first time, I was like, yeah, this kind of is like a friend's sort of cafe sort yeah. of thing. And, um, I don't know, man, I just, I'm there all the time yeah. and I'm, I, I know all the baristas there. And then I was like, Hey, I lost my job. Can I have a job yeah. here? And Ash was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. And I was yeah. like, granted, like I, I'm in there almost all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if I can edit my podcast yeah. while I'm getting paid to, you know, yeah. give people coffee. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, it's a really tight knit family over there. A hundred percent. Right. Man. Yeah. And you get to know everyone and it becomes a really, you know, small community of people. Yes. Um, I've made so many contacts there, you know, networked so much, made so many friends there. Exactly. You man. know, so it's really been a sort of springing board for my life and my career. Um, and that's weird to say, Achilles, right? Yeah. Like at a coffee shop, but, yeah. um, dude, I met, um, my first day, it was Monday, like officially. And, um, that was last month, last Monday. Mm -hmm. And I met this dude from NCIS. He was an actor. Wow. Yeah. That came here, uh, like 13 years ago with his now wife also, mm -hmm. but he knows that he's like, Hey, is Ash here? And, and like, I was like, yeah, he's in the back. And if, he was the, my first order too. Like wow. I was like, Oh, I can't mess up. His, yeah. He's an actor. <laughs> like I was like, okay. Trying to do all that stuff. And, uh, 
that's what I was like. I was like, what the heck, dude? This place has been here for this long. And an actor comes in from, he's he's here for the holidays. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, like hey, I, I'm here to see an old, uh, is Ash still here? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's, he's still here. Ash knows everyone, and man. Dude, it's, it's a so really crazy. well-known spot. 100%. You know, it, people remember it when you go inside, too. You know, you exactly. walk in. And it has that X factor that other coffee shops don't have. The X right? factor. That's a that's a great way to put it, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, whether it's the art, whether it's just like the food or the the service, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I'm just glad to be a part of it. To be honest, like I, I recommend course. it to all of my people now. And I'm like, yeah, twenty minutes away. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it's like it's cool. I mean, like the, you, the drive over here and all the way over there. It's like people are like, uh, is it worth it? I'm like, yes, it's worth it. Yeah, I should go. <laughs> Nah, man, I I love it and I love everything about it, and um, that's a good little segue point from right here to the coffee. Yeah. Is this from Akili? No, no, actually, this like is from it's, it's a little French cafe in downtown Winter Garden. It's Rosalie. Rosalie. Rosalie, you know, amazing French pastries. They have oh. wine. They have you know everything over there. So I like that. I mm-hmm. like that, man. Yeah. I was like, you, you said you live in Winter Garden. I shouldn't yep. say that, but Winter yep. Garden's a great place. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, we moved to downtown Winter Garden about a month or two ago amazing area right. amazing downtown area you can kind of walk you know to the bars the restaurants Dude, really so cute. nice yeah. like downtown area is yeah. really cool the christmas lights around there it really makes you feel like a small you know it's a, a pretty small community there 100 so we re- really love it you know you, you get a go, uh, get a chance to go into orlando if you want the whole orlando right. scene but it's kind of our little town right outside of orlando right so. right that's nice man I, i'm I'm starting to get more into like Florida and so how everything is in Florida. And uh, I mean, granted, I've been here for two years. Wow, two years now. I've been in Florida, but like I see when there's there's this thing called the Disney bubble, and I <laughs> lived in that Disney bubble for wow. a good good portion. When I was like tired of it, I was like, you know what? I want to go explore. Like uh-huh. I want to go see what the fuck else is out yeah. there, dude. I love Florida. Like yeah. I didn't think I was gonna love Florida when um, just because of the heat, but. Mm-hmm. When you go and uh, like start looking at, at like downtown Orlando, or you're just an hour and a half to two hours away from each coast, mm-hmm. yeah. and I didn't get into surfing until like this last year, so I started like, oh my gosh, I can do these on the weekends now. Yeah. Like it's so it's so convenient. Yeah. But um, dude, let's talk about where why I wanted you to come on. Like summarize who you are, what you do, and you know get, let, let let people know you. Sure. Yeah. So you know. I'm trying to think of where to start here because I do a couple things. There's right? no wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, you know, ba- you know, backtrack to Achilles. I'm in there, you know, applying for jobs. You know, I, I get a job um, with a – my background is in biomedical science. You know, it's sort of a medical background. And so I get a job with a company that, um, you know, provides medical devices um, and it's involved in the radiation industry, Ooh, you know, radiation I, oncology, you know. And so they provide these devices that really provide quality assurance to, um, you know, hospitals and their patients. And so my job right now is, you know, it's, I'm very grateful for this job. I get to travel around America, you know, once in a while internationally. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I get to help doctors kind of, um, you know, learn these devices so they can more effectively treat you know, they're cancer patients. You right. Know, think about it. You know, if a cancer patient has a tumor, you know, we want to make sure that the radiation is as precise, you know, as accurate as possible. You know, any wavering in that radiation beam, you're going to start hitting some healthy cells. Yeah. And so, you know, I really do love the job. It's uh, really cool. You know, it really brings you out of your shell when you start traveling for work. And, you know, that's been a large part of my life now. I've been doing it for about four or five years. 
you know, actually before this job, I was pretty introverted, you know, uh, trouble like talking to people and, you know, trouble, you know, connecting with people right, right on a real level, right? When you start traveling, you know, you, you get a lot of time to yourself too. You know, you start introspecting, uh, you know, you start, you know, self-improving, mm-hmm. you know, you get a lot of time to think, to listen to podcasts, right? Um, you get a lot of time to read um, and you get a lot of downtime and it, you know, helps you, makes you think, you know, what do you want your life to look like, you know, one, three, five, ten years from now? You know, how do you want to shape your life, right? And so traveling helps because, you know, you meet so many people on a daily basis, you know. You're, you're put face-to-face with strangers, you know, on the regular, right? right? Whether it's, you know, your Lyft driver, your Uber driver, you know, on the plane at the airport, you know, at the hotel, if you go out to eat. Mm-hmm. That's true, you man. Know. So you, know, you get really used to making conversation, you know, talking about things that either don't matter, just surface level conversations, or you get used to, you know, having really deep, deep connections with people. Right. You know, and so you get a chance to build these relationships, right? Um, meaningful relationships. And it's really cool. It's really powerful. Right? It is, man. I, I mean, this is why I love doing this, but yeah. like, um, to, to go back to a little bit to what you said, a lot of people don't know how to do that. Like, I guess the social anxiety or just not being socially aware, Yeah. but they don't know how to dis, uh, distinct a like, Hey, what's up conversation with a like more intimate conversation. And yeah. that sometimes is a downfall for yeah. some people, even in, you know, in the line of work that you're in, obviously you're talking to a lot of people. You're going to have to know how to adapt. Yes. Is that, is that a good way? Yeah, to put it? no, that's a great way of putting it. You know, you got to learn how to adapt and you got to learn how to connect with people. Right. You know, um, I was actually talking about this recently, but you know, right now when we pass someone, you know, on the street or right. you know, if you meet someone, one of the first questions is, how are you? Right. And it can be a very impersonal question. You know, some people can. Yeah, that's you know, true. You, think about how many times, you, you know, say or even asked, you know, hey, how are you? And you're like, I'm good. Right. And sometimes that could be the dead end to the conversation. True. Right. Next time someone asks you, how are you? You know, try to be more honest. Try to be more transparent. Right. And like, man, you know, I've had a really great day today. You know, um, I had a great conversation with my boss and I think I'm fast tracking, you know, to upper management, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. or I'm having a really crappy day today. You know, my, my puppy is sick and not letting me sleep at night, you know, try to give another layer because when you give more, right. And these will, conversations, you know, they'll reciprocate. They receive, yeah. That's right? what I was going to say. Like yeah. They would reciprocate yeah they'll that. connect with you. Right. And right. they will, um, you know, give them, you know, give you a part of yourself. hundred percent. Right? So, um, yeah. So next time you're asked, how are you, you know, take <laughs> it a little deeper or, you know, maybe even try a more direct question or a more direct approach rather than just how are, how you? are you? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, once you get better with language or like, I even say just the language, but like what, how to body language is a big, big thing with mm-hmm. it. It's not just even just being like uh, monotone with everything, but at the same time, it's how you exaggerate it. I, I guess for some t- sometimes that kind of makes it the point across per, mm-hmm. per se. Like if you are actually like doing really good, it's like I'm doing really well. Like, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of like do that or yeah, obviously it's like, uh, I'm really, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And yeah. that body language definitely has mm-hmm. a lot to say. And uh, dude, you're not wrong, man. Um, I think, 
do you do you think that there's like a in like something in us that tells us go and meet more people to kind of get this whole ex- new experience from like uh, from everybody yeah, you know yeah. what i mean i think everyone's a little different you know i think some people are extremely comfortable you know With being just, in their own bubble yes, you know having their small bubble having i guess their yeah. small bubble yeah. you know being pretty introverted you know um, everyone's different, right? This is where know? I was going with is that do you think it's changed with your whole like am oh, I yeah. introverted to extroverted yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, like of is, course. Do you always stay intro- I and mean, that's what I mean like for other people. Like yeah. should they stay in their small bubble? Because I feel like you didn't. If you 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 go yeah. and talk to anybody. Oh now. yeah, n- yeah, now now I can. But yeah, I was extremely intro- introverted. Right. Um and even when I used to, you know, pre travel, you mm-hmm. know, pre career, when I used to meet people um, you know, I could carry a conversation, but it never really resonated with me as it does now. And I think, you know, traveling added to this transition you right. know, from being introverted to extroverted. Right, right, right. You know, um, just opening yourself up a bit more. And so you receive a bit more. Right. And building these relationships and connections. Right. So I do think it's possible to change, you know, under the right circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's easy. Right. Um, it's not going to be easy. For, it's comfortable. Discomfort. Yeah. Discomfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's Un- yeah. Uncomfortable. uncomfortable. There you yeah, go. Right. It, you you got to get used to, you know, if you want to make a change. Right. Um, like, for example, I love the person I am today. Right. And it's very different than the person I was five years ago. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, there's a part of you that's got to want it. Right. There's a part of you that's going to you have to want to change. You have to want to improve in my case. Right. Yes. Um, and it doesn't come easy. So, you know, someone told me, you know, you have to be comfortable living in discomfort. Right. You got to get used to things not yeah. always going the way you want. Right. Yeah. Um, you got to get used to, you know, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to be flexible. Right. Yeah. Um, especially during these days, man, this year. Right? We'll get to that, right? man. Yes, this dude. Year. This year's just a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's. By know, the way, you can cuss. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been a really tough year, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and countless reasons why, right? Um, but you know, it's really taught us. You know, we have to learn to adapt. We have to learn to be flexible. Right. You know, um, we can't carry our lives like we used to. Right. Um, everyone's life has changed. Even if your family hasn't had any immediate impact you know, from right. the pandemic, um, your lifestyle definitely has, right? I, uh, yes, I was about to say, how so? What do you mean, like, uh, what do you think had to, has to change? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you, you're going to go through changes whether you liked it or not. Like, yeah. you know, and that's what 2020 literally did. And yeah. uh, whether it's uh, to be more introspective, like for yourself, for yourself being and health mm-hmm. and uh, like mental health, Obviously, it's also the social uh, like surroundings and what you have to do to kind of just, you know, also, also just be safe and yeah. do all those other things. What do you think, though? Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the comings of this year is that, and let me speak for me personally. Do your right? thing, man. Yeah. I, was, I, love, I love when you other people speak personally. Yeah. It's fine. I think you get it. You have time to be really, really choosy about who you want to keep around in your circle. Right. Right. Um, you have these times where you have to think, you know, am I comfortable spending time with this person in this situation, right? Who do I want to devote my time to? Right. You know, who do I want to keep in my circle? Um, you know, you are the average of, you know, your closest five Five mates, right? Right. Have you heard that? Yeah. And so, 
you know, who do you want to invest your time into? Time is finite, right? Yeah. right? Someone that understands it. <laughs> yeah, time is finite. We don't have, you know, the luxury of unlimited time, right? Right. And so with the limited amount of time we have, especially, you know, during this year with coronavirus, you know, it's really evident. Look around, you know, um, people's lives are cut short. Yeah. You know, people's lives are impacted negatively way earlier than, you know, than you would think. 100%. Um, and so time is finite. And so you really got to think about who you want to invest that into. Right. Right. And, and the type of person that you want to be, because the people you surround yourself with, you know, will manifest who you are. I, I can agree with that 100%. Um, th- and that's the thing. Um, like, the, the thing that kind of draws me back is um, everybody has to find their way to kind of get dis- be discom- or uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, for some people, I think... Do you consider yourself a very confident person? Oh, yeah. And do you feel like that is that correlated with uh, the fact that you're more out there now, even with definitely? So, is it like do you think that those two go hand in hand? Like, that's you know, hmm, I would say there might be a relationship between those two. I would also say that you know, there are people who are pretty introverted and keep to themselves themselves. and because they're very confident in themselves, right? This is what I'm saying. I don't even know if it because I've met some people that keep to themselves and still pretty confident like yeah. you know or maybe they just know what they want i think that's the best yeah, way to put it you know it. They, yeah they might be more confident within themselves right. that you know they don't need to you know uh, have the need to you know go out more and right. and, and make you know more connections right um whereas i think others really you know basically being extroverted you know you go out and you feed off this energy from other people yes right? oh man i even in podcast dude like uh just i would bring up another conversation like another topping point that i did we just get energized again? Yeah. Like we just like we just start like we just start going on about yeah. something something totally new, and we just like literally felt each other's energy, and we're like, oh yes, yeah, like, this is so exactly, crazy, yeah. So, dude, tell me, um, like in those travels, like what what is, what exactly would you do? You know, and if you don't mind talking about sure. it, sure. So, um, you know, in the travels I've done so far, you know, primarily domestic travel. You know, I've been to mostly the majority the of the states. Yeah. yeah, the majority of the states. Um, it's been a, it's been a mix. You know, I got to go to all the large cities, you know, LA, Seattle, New York, DC, name it. You know, I've been there. That's awesome. But also really, really remote locations, you know, talking about, you know, places in the Midwest where the population of the town might be not, might not exceed like 10,000. Right. Um, and so you really get a chance to meet an insane variety of, you know, people, um, who have different ideals, you know, different beliefs, um, they might not, you know, see someone that looks like you for the next three to five years, if ever. Right. Um, and so coronavirus has impacted a lot of that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, traveling during coronavirus. Right. It's uh, so you still have to do it even now, like uh, even go go like and travels like obviously this. This is why I'm saying, like, if you have to do that, man shit yeah. you have to do it like yeah. but, and that's 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 somewhat of a hard truth but mm-hmm. is is there a pre-covid like way to do how you used to do things and yeah post-covid definitely you know pre-covid we would travel you know meet you know you're with your client for the majority yeah. of the day but then when the day's out right you have free reign in the city right um you can go out in the most popular spot um, you can try to connect with maybe a friend that moved, you know, especially in the major cities, right? You know, friends in D.C., you know, uh, right. California, Seattle, right. wherever. Um, 
things are different these days. Uh, you know, again, you have to be really choosy about who you put your time into. You know, uh, do you trust this person you haven't seen in three years? Are you aware of, are they wearing a mask when they go out? Are they mm -hmm. not wearing a mask? Because at the end of the day, you know, we have to, I have to go back home, right? right? You know, um, you have family to think about, right? Sure. You yeah. have elderly relatives, you know, if you're an asymptomatic carrier, who knows, you know, what kind of havoc you can, you know, wreck on your family. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, these days you go, you meet with the client, you go back to the hotel, which will most likely be close to empty. Mm -hmm. Right. You'll park your car in the parking lot. You'll be one of the few cars there. Um, you'll order some DoorDash. <laughs> right. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You, you try to like. You, you figure out what to do with your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You figure out what to do with your time. You order DoorDash. You know, they bring it to your room. You stay in your room until the next day of work or until you fly out. Right. Right. You want to limit the amount of people that you see on these travels. Right. Right. And so it's tough, man. It, you know, it's really put a damper on traveling. Yeah. Right. 100%. On having fun. Um, traveling during coronavirus is almost a taboo topic these days. You know, like, you know, you get grilled. Why are you traveling? Is it necessary for you to travel? Right. Can right. you postpone this travel? Right. You know, um, and so it's tough. It's tough. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a good segue into, you know, what I want to talk to here today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to travel. Right. And do my and, you know, and work. I'm grateful for employment during this time when mm -hmm. we're seeing, you know, this age of there's so much unemployment, right? So much uncertainty, like for anybody. Yeah. So, that's so much uncertainty, crazy. right? Yeah. But also, you know, when you work in, when you work for someone else, right? Or when you're part of a company, mm -hmm. right? It, it's a lot of, you know, you're being told what to do what at to what do. time, right? And, you know, with so much time on everyone's hand, right? Everyone's at home now, you know, you really get a chance to, to kind of branch out, you know? Um, maybe create some more passive revenue or income streams, right? Yeah. Or try to improve yourself in a different way. And so, you know, what I think is really cool is, um, have you heard of the FIRE movement? So, no, I haven't. And yeah. I know you wanted to talk about it. So, for yeah. those of y'all that don't know what it is, let him explain. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's an acronym, right? The FIRE movement. Um, it stands for financial, financial independence and retire early. Financially independent retire early so okay. i've heard things around that yeah. but i've never heard that that uh-huh that saying i just heard, I've, I've read dave ramsey and his is yeah. like um do what others won't yeah yeah to live the way that they you i don't know something like yeah. that <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I, I need to reread it yeah you know dave ramsey is is pretty uh restrictive in, in you know in his ideals like, you're not wrong man but i feel like adding that perspective to today's living mm -hmm. definitely does do a little bit of uh you know um thinking twice mm -hmm. you know before impulsively doing things. oh definitely so this is what i mean like yeah his are very restrictive but on it honestly maybe some people need some restricting yeah. if that makes sense yeah and um not saying that that's right i just mm -hmm. think that's another you know so i just think people should read it just so the, the same way i think people should like watch the inside job or yeah. watch, uh, <laughs> watch the, what's the other movie that was, uh, with Ryan Gosling and, uh, that the movie about the, the, 
you know, 2008. Man, I'm not the one to ask. About I movies. know, bro, but the, you would love this movie. It's it's about the it's about the housing market how it crashed. But uh, <laughs> that yeah. you should watch it. Why am I blanking right now? Yeah. Well, I'll freaking think about it. Once I think about it, I'll let you know. Yeah. So yeah, financial independence, retire early. You know. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean, right? So basically, it's the idea. Um, as as you start your career, you know, it it doesn't even have to be when you're young. But you got to start at some point. Right. And it's the idea if you maximize your savings, right, and you lower your expenditures, right, you're saving insane amounts of money every month if you can, right? Talking right. about 50 plus percent of your mm -hmm. income. If you can save it, stockpile it, invest it correctly, right, you right. can retire in your 30s or your 40s okay. easily. And, and it's just a math problem, right? It's just a math problem of... You know, how much can I cut back on my spending? How much can I save and invest? And you know, you know, we're we're in our twenties. You yes. know, you know, we have the magic of compound interest, right? Compound interest. Oh, okay. Right? I was going to say. I know. <laughs> right. So the market, you know, this if we're talking about the stock market, the economy, the stock market historically has gone up maybe eight percent. You know, um, within the last. I don't know, 50, 100 years, right? You can, I don't want to say you can bank on it going up 8%, but historically, you're going to have years where it's a complete outlier. Like, for example, take this year, right? Every time there's positive news about COVID, right? Like I'm talking mm. positive vaccine news. The shit right? goes up. It, it explodes. It explodes, yeah. Right? Um, the next day, or maybe over the course of the next week, yeah. it'll slowly decline, mm -hmm. only to shoot up again when when we hear some positive news right and as a result of this like you know those who have invested very aggressively right and by aggressive i mean um more stocks less bonds you know stocks are more aggressive bonds are more you know um conservative right um you've seen increases of like 30 40 percent right now the amount you've invested is almost you know it, it's increased substantially yeah right so yeah, going back to that, right? So you want to save as much as you can, you want to invest as much as you can, and spend, you know, a small amount, and just these little decisions every day of being really cognizant of what you're spending. You know, spending mm -hmm. It multiplies. It multiplies over time. You know, with compound interest as you get into you know your thirties, forties. You're talking about now twenty, thirty years of your money being invested and just keeps growing and growing. Right. Right to the point where you don't need to work anymore. You know, you can just live off investments and and you can do whatever you want, right? And retirement looks different for everyone. Yeah, I was that's one of the biggest things that I I can say um looks totally different. Um this whole idea of retirement is sort of weird because maybe it's just the, the I'm just looking at it from like what traditionally I was supposed to see it from, which was my parents' perspective, mm -hmm. which was the the idea of like working as hard as you can until yeah. you're sixty, bam, like yeah. this is when retirement is supposed to yeah. be. But then I'm over here looking I'm so glad you're on here because yeah. I mean I granted everybody is gonna say ex they're experts in so many different things, but mm -hmm. these are just talking points. We're just talking yeah. And for for the, for what I was trying to say is that um, 
there's like other dilemmas like is is that even going to be a thing like uh when we're older or is the idea of retirement itself gonna change and say it's that's what it is yeah and even just passive income and all this other stuff that's all new new things like this is what people are striving for yeah. like we'll get into like even the younger generation they yeah. want video games like <laughs> like they're just like all influencers uh-huh. and you know i'm over here starting a podcast yeah. you know it's so <laughs> weird like you know what i mean yeah um i think retirement looks different for everyone mm-hmm. and i feel like you know where my upbringing and my parents came from um it's similar to what you know you were saying about your parents you know we're used to seeing uh the nine to five, you know, work really hard. And, you know, at, at some point you retire and you can actually decide to stop working or keep going. And it, it, it's really different these days. Um, you know, people in our generation, we have more options, right? You know, people in our generation, you know, the idea of working nine to five indefinitely for the rest of your life, how does that sound, right? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, here, Working nine to five for the rest of your life until you're you're sixty, sixty five, whatever retirement age. Right. Right. So that's that's about forty years for you. Forty years, right? A nine to five, or say eight hours a day. Right. For the next forty years. The best answer I can give you. Yeah. Is that there are some people that like that. Mm-hmm. that want that maybe you aren't the go-getters that I would say me and you are mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them they're wrong but exactly. I'm not going to tell them like don't do that exactly you know what I right? mean and that's the perfect answer and let me tell you why right financial independence is all about having the choice right the choice to work exactly if you want to that's a good yeah right that makes sense the freedom of time to Invest your time again into people or things you want to do, right? Not things you're told to do, right? You don't have a boss that's like, "Hey, you got to have this report in by three. Right? We have a meeting at four. You know, maybe you can log off around five thirty or six if you're done with what you have to do. Right? Right? You you get to you have full control of your day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the idea of financial independence is an idea of the freedom of time, right? So when you're around, let's say you're in your 40s and you're financially independent, right? You can still work. There's nothing stopping you from working, but it's about working on things that mean something to you. Right. Right. You know what's, you know what's crazy is that, uh, we'll get back on, on this, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a segue to it. Um, there are a bunch of older generations that are working at Disney, right? Mm-hmm. And not to say that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that there's... Um, there's a sort of thing that I started like acknowledging that they got their social security. They got their, um, whatever 10 year, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, like they spent whatever time they had to spend at their previous job. Mm-hmm. And then they're just working this job. Mm-hmm. Why? Because are they bored? Are they, yeah, you know, you know and this is what I'm saying. Like, is, is that what will happen when you're four, when you're 60, you mm-hmm. know? And then let's cut it down to like 40. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to look at it that way. The way I look at it is like, obviously maybe they like doing what they're doing, but I want to go do more, you yeah. know? Yeah. And 
And I think now more than ever, I think more people can go and explore and do more things because there's, like you said, there's more uh, things that we can do. I think I, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. You can do with whatever you want. I, I, yeah. That's what was no, on my mind. No, that, that's great. You know, again, retirement looks different for everyone. Right, right, right. right. Um, I'm sure you have some cast members working at Disney that, you know, don't have to work potentially. Literally, yeah. And, yeah. But they do, you know. Yeah. They love the spirit of Disney. They love the people they see every day. They love their coworkers. They love the environment they're in. This is why. This is why I can't say like, oh, maybe they just need another job. They probably really love Disney. You know, they just love it. Like you know, for me, what retirement looks like, right? Um, it's a lot of traveling. Right. Right. I want to see pretty much everything. Right. Um, I want to have so much time for my family. Mm. Right. I want to be able to pour so much time into them. Right. I don't want to be stuck behind a cubicle. Right. Um, and I want to do things that matter to me. Right. Right. And so, again, to each their own. But the idea of the fire movement is having the choice to do so. Right. Um, and it's okay, not, this is already bringing up more questions, but I love yeah, it. Okay, no, keep going. And I think having the choice is so powerful because, you know, you can have a choice. The whole idea of a choice is having two options. At least two options. More than one option. More than one yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, you either have to work or you don't have to work. Or right. you can choose to work. And, and that's, what, that's the idea of the whole movement. Yeah. And so there are a lot of ways to get there, right? You have really high income earners. You're talking like your doctors, lawyers, engineers. Mm. The things that we need, but also the, the things, people. Yeah. I think those are also the people that like not strive for the nine to five, but can succeed in the nine to five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, that's why I go back to that same answer that I say, I'm like, you know, I'm not saying that everybody wants nine to five, but some people, they fucking, they know how to deal with it. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of them are passionate about what they do. Right. And a lot of them, you know, they can, again, it has to do with their expenditures too. It's not just how much money you bring in. Right. Right. If, if you're living an extremely lavish lifestyle, right? Despite what you make, it's just going to cancel out in the end. True. And you don't have, again, you know, you have doctors working until they're 60 plus, right? Yeah. And some of them have to. Have to. They don't yes. have the choice of stopping, right? They're either providing for their family. They're the sole, you know, breadwinner mm-hmm. or they're providing for their kids or mm-hmm. just for their own housing. You know, it, it's a balance and it's it's a decision every day to you know, control your spending, control, you know, what you be very wary of what you decide to pour your money into. Right? And it, for, I, I mean, the best thing I can say is that we're 20, so we can kind of make fuck ups, yeah. but <laughs> at the same time, don't make no you, expensive. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ups, you, you, you know? have, like, yeah. You have the luxury of, of time of right time now, right, right now. Yeah. You have the ability to, to be really risky in, in yes. what you want to do. Yes. Um, you know, the choices you make will have ripple effects, but right. when you have more time on your hands, you're able to, you know, either mitigate those ripple effects or ride those ripples, you know, right. into something extravagant, right? Right, right, 100%. Um, so, yeah, it, it's different, but it starts now. The earlier you start, you know, the earlier you're you're more cognizant of, of what you're doing on a daily basis and um, the more intentional you are, um, it can only, you know, provide dividends in the future. True, and, and I mean... And this is like, this isn't just, I think that kind of rolls into other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like when you start 
earlier and, and this this could mean anything man like i don't want to just go on numbers and yeah uh, ones and zeros and say like oh this is what we do because mm-hmm. obviously that that same mentality kind of is correlated to other aspects and it, what i mean is that like if you start earlier on in your life and take care of your body mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about yourself or you have smaller risk of right. of like something bad happening later yeah. on if that makes sense and I I think it goes on mentality, man. Like if you learn, uh, this was kind of going into like the second question. Um, are you, um, what are you? What are you what are, like I'm like, what, what's your race? Um, oh, so uh, my parents are Indian. Okay, so I'm Indian. So the reason I ask is because are they were they very traditional and was it hard for you? Because I'm Mexican, bro. Like. Yeah. You know how hard it was? Just kind of like say, I want to go do this yeah. at Disney. And, you know, they're they're more, they're more the hard workers of, of like, they're uh-huh. pretty much the backbone of fucking America. Yeah. And I want to say every minority is. Yeah. But it's like, what, what was it hard for them to kind of like, were they very traditional with um, you? Like, Yeah, so, you know, it, they have an interesting story, right? right? So, you know, they immigrated to America from India, I think back in 1990. Okay. Um, you know, and... and if there are any Indian, you know, listeners out there, you know, I, it, so you, bro, this or, is why I or, love bringing on different right? perspectives, or, man. You know, immigrant listeners, like, you know, the story is they came, you know, with a very small amount of cash and, and built themselves up to what mm-hmm. they are today. Um, and it comes with a lot of hard work, manual labor, um, being very intentional again, right. you know, with what you're doing, um, and working, you know, working at, um, they work at convenience stores, right? right? Gas station, convenience store business. Right. Um, and, you know, when I was, I guess when I was growing up, yeah, you know, they're a bit restrictive, right? Um, but in the best ways, you know, I sure. think yeah. uh, I was a very underachieving, you know, kid growing up and I kind of needed that structure that they provided. Um, without structure, I, I tended to be a bit more complacent, right? I think that's anybody, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and if you don't have a lot of structure, yeah, that's rare if you find like some, some people that <laughs> can have some some uh knowledge on uh-huh. that shit like if you're not in a kind of good structured yeah. way like if you have a good family is what i mean you're gonna get you're gonna want to strive for that shit yeah 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 no and you know they everyone's gonna say that not actually maybe not everyone, but i've had the best parents right you know um taught me right from wrong you know taught me really good habits um habits that i can scale and grow with mm-hmm. um but yeah you know when i was young I did struggle with authority, um, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, uh, a bit rebellious, you could say, right? Middle school, high school. Oh, dude, one hundred percent. Right. Um, I, I can't say the same. I was, I was an athlete, so this yeah. is why I was like, <laughs> I had it there. You, you good? You good? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but you know, as you age, and as, uh, as you age, you know, parents start to loosen up a bit. You know, and and you get to learn more about yourself that way. Mm -hmm. Um, You learn that all, you know, everything that was kind of restrictive was for the better, right? They had the best, your best intentions at heart. Um, And then, you know, now at my age, I look back and I'm like, man, that stuff was so helpful, (laughs) right? And, you know, crap, I might be like that, you know, to my hypothetical next kid. It's like your your kid. Yeah, you're going to be like that. Wait, do you have kids? No, no, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) I am married, no kids yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, you know, growing up with, you know, my parents and even now, um, 
you know, I'm lucky they're still local. They're still both healthy. Oh, nice, yeah. You know, I get to see them, you know, maybe once a week. Um, and what's really cool is, again, it goes into my whole thinking, right? You know, they immigrated. You know, they're still, you know, busting their ass. Right. You know, working from really early in the morning to the afternoon. Yeah. Right? It's a little different for them now. And now they have the choice of working, right? Right. Um, they're at the stage now where if they wanted to cut back, they could. Um, but they choose to go and work every day. Um, they love it, you know, especially my dad. Um, he loves what he does. You know, he has the same routine every day. Right. And it brings him a lot of joy. See, the routine, I think that's what I was saying. Like, maybe yeah. that's just the old-fashioned, but yeah. a lot of people still love that. And that's and that's the thing. Like, my dad's the same way, man. Yeah. Like, that dude works every day. I'm like, with four kids. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kudos the fucking parents that yeah. do that shit, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, like, Jesus Christ, I'm over here not even, like, I don't want to make that sacrifice yeah. yet. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in my 20s. But it's so crazy, man. That's so awesome, though. Yeah. Um, and in the, all of that, like, did they understand or did they, I guess, understand, like, where you were coming from or where you wanted to go? Um, kind of, you know, it, it kind of evolved, you know, okay. especially after after I graduated from college, you know, yeah. and I really started again. You know, you start thinking about about what you want your life to look like. Right. But think about the American dream, right? They come in here, they bust their asses for 20, 30 years. Exactly. Right? Just for and, you to say, right? you and, know what? And, yeah. And, and their Screw kid, that. right? And their kid has right. the ability uh, to choose not to work, <laughs> right? At yeah. a very early age and to choose what to pour, you know, their time and money into. Luxuries that they didn't have at right. that age, right? 100%. When they were my age, they're worrying about, you know, where's my next meal coming from? Exactly. You know, um, you know how long am I going to have to work today? And, and, you know, when is this day going to end? Right. Um, you know, looking forward to maybe a date, a date, uh, in the next month or two, we can maybe do something a little fun. Yes. Right. Right. Um, think of that luxury that, you know, we have now, right. The opportunities that we've been given. Yeah. Right. Um, think about the places that, that we get to live in. Right. Um, you know, like those of you on YouTube, this is a beautiful house we're in right Dude, now, right? Thanks, man. Yeah, Johnny lives in a beautiful house, <laughs> right? And you know, none of this would be possible, right, without the sacrifices that you know your parents made, you know, your hard work, and you know, and, and this is the outcome, and this is just the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and this is why, dude. I don't. A lot of things just don't get me mad as mm -hmm. much as. Like back in the day, like I, I don't know, I would be so mad at like everything is like everything is my or you know your fault. Everything it has to be, you know. I don't know. I just I just don't get upset about things as much as I yeah. used to anymore. And I don't know if it's maybe because of of um, I know how to like handle them better. Mm -hmm. I know how to like get to a place without it, kind of like. I don't know, man. I don't know how to put it, but I just know for a fact that I it, it just I know there's a correlation with that, with the fact that some of my decision making is a lot better, knowing that I don't worry about things as much as I used to, and I think that's a plus. I don't think you should worry about it because you know you age a lot faster, yeah, <laughs> and like your gray hairs and stuff. This is why I I, I respect the lawyers and doctors and all those other people because dude, they they they're I don't know they if they can take care of themselves and yeah. do it. There's some people that can, yeah. but. <laughs> if you can't, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm right with you, right? right. It's, we're too young to stress out about everything. We have to, the realtors here. I can't stop kids. You, you got to get into that. I, I don't know. 
Give me one second. Oh man, this was hilarious. Well, the recording. Yeah, I started. Um, if do you need me to do another sound check or anything? Are you good? Should I just? No, nah, you're good. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, so sorry for that. Um, <laughs> hard to explain all everything that just happened. But how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. So, so some context out there for you guys for what just happened. We got a knock on the door from a landlord who, or, or a landlord or their agent who want to come in and enter the premises uh, without giving 24 hours notice. Um, which they can't do, you know, unless there's an emergency or they fear for someone's health or there's uh, something crazy like a flood yep. happening in here, um, which is a great segue <laughs> <laughs> into the sort of last segment I wanted oh, to talk geez, to you guys about, was, right? Yes, man. Um, and that's all about real estate investing, you know. Oh, um, but <laughs> that was a that was a brief five minutes, ladies and gentlemen. But we're back. Um, this was a good thing because we were. <laughs> He's, we were also going to be talking about real estate, and uh, he has a bit of knowledge about real estate, and he wanted to talk about that. So this was just a coincidence waiting to happen, yeah. and it happened. So that was funny. Yeah. And <laughs> go ahead, man. I don't know. If this yeah. Is... <laughs> so you know, feel free to you know ask me questions yeah. in in the middle. Like um, so, pretty much you know what we were talking about earlier, the fire movement. You know, uh, financial independence, retire early. You know, what are some things we can do? Um, to get there as quick as possible. Yeah. You know, how can I accelerate, you know, not only my earnings and save more, but how can I accelerate my timeline um, and have the choice to work, you know, right. uh, before I'm 40, you know? Yeah. How do I well, do, that, how do, you do that? Right. So real estate is an awesome way of doing that. And now you got to be really careful now, right? You know, real estate means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to some people, you know, real estate might mean getting your real estate license right. and buying or selling houses, you know, to other people, their only experience with real estate might be being a tenant, you know, uh, where you're rudely, uh, interrupted by, <laughs> by a landlord or an agent, you know, uh, without notice. Right. Um, these are all, you know, people's experiences, you know, with real estate. Um, so what I would love to talk about is, you know, real estate investing in a sense of sort of building your own portfolio of properties, right? I like that you clarify that there is so many avenues that you can go with real estate. And yeah. it, it, it's so true. Yeah. And, and I mean, you could say that about anything, honestly, like whether it's like stocks or whatever. Yeah. But it, I think uh, through the test of time, I mean, uh, going into real estate is a lot better, like I, I would say. Yeah. Credible. You know, yeah. So, so yeah, there's so many things you can do, right? And even within real estate, there's mm -hmm. so many types of things you can choose to invest in, you know, houses, right. duplexes, yes. apartment buildings, condos, townhomes, name it. Uh, you can invest in the land before yes. it's even built on. That's what's crazy. Right. You can, uh, tiny homes, this is, it is, right? This is what tiny I, homes, tiny um, house living. you know, if you guys are on Netflix, you know, there's so tiny, the tiny home movement is real, right? People are looking to downsize and simplify their lives, 100%. right? Uh, live more minimalistically. Yes. Um, you know, and again, you know, it, there's so many paths you can choose. You can, here. You can choose. This is why I love this. So yeah. keep going with what you're saying. Yeah. So again, you know, the whole purpose for me at least, right? How do I get to this? What they call it a fire number. Okay. Right? If I reach this number in, in my investments, technically 
I don't have to work for the rest of my life. I can choose to stop and just live off investments. Right. Right. So, you know, a really easy way to calculate, hypothetically, if you wanted to calculate, you know, your FIRE number, what would you do, right? So the way you do that, uh, think about your expenses on an annual basis, right? right? And, you know, add up your annual expenses, right? So these are your monthly expenses, maybe your rent payment or your mortgage payment, um, you know, credit cards, grocery shopping, you know, right. food, drink, entertainment, right? You know, add up all your expenses. Let's say, you know, uh, on a yearly basis, you know, you spend $50,000 a year, right? $40,000, 30, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever number you have, right? Multiply it by 25, right? Those are 25 years worth of your expenses. You know, whatever number you get, you know, maybe it's a million dollars, right? That's what you need to have invested for you not to work for the rest of your life. Right. Right. Oof. So is that like a, like a type of number, like a sense yeah. of relief type of number? Yeah, it, it, it can be to a lot of people, Yes. right? Um, to some who are striving for it, uh, it's a motivator, right? It's, it becomes a game, you it's, know? It's, you're, and this is what I was going to say, too, because you're in the expertise of, um, and you remind me so much of my uncle, dude, because my uncle, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's also someone that goes out and talks to other people for, for his line of work. Mm-hmm. And he talked about uh, the idea of also being an introvert, mm-hmm. and I think that's what kind of like works now as a as a someone in in that line of work that it kind of propels you into um, more um, networking, more yeah. a better better sales, and doing yeah. better numbers, getting better qual- quality things, just because mm-hmm. the intimacy now it. It, it it it's valued yeah. it's valued and yeah. it, is that true even in that sense like um not just in, in your line of work but um i guess a kind of i think it propels you even in real estate to be honest oh, it does dude real estate is a is a networking business yes right the more people you know the more people you can reach out to right right um you can sell or buy more houses right you'll get more deals sent to you um the more people you know, the better, right? And especially in these days, everyone has a real estate license. Yeah, right? it, it's very. Uh, it's so competitive, yeah. right? If I, you know, tell someone, if I post on my Facebook, "Hey, I'm looking to sell my house," guaranteed, I will get at least fifteen to twenty, you know, direct messages, comments, either you know, for people wanting to sell my house. Mm-hmm. So what separates, you know? you from other real estate agents you know it sometimes it can come down to marketing Mm -hmm. um intimacy like you said you know like like word of mouth referrals yes like you know if you trust me and i'm like hey you know well trust is a big thing that's what i mean yeah it's all trust yes it's a lot of money Mm -hmm. right (laughs) it's Um, like dude uh, blindly i'll give you yeah and you're just blindly paying it without knowing and people our age get taken advantage of this is what i mean yeah this is what i'm like what people the our age get taken advantage of when buying or selling houses people our yes. age you know let's say i'm 28 right now yeah. right still they're, young yeah <laughs> there there are a bunch of people you know coming out of maybe med school right you know or some professional school or who have saved enough and saved enough up in their careers right um they're reaching that stage where they're thinking about buying their first house yes thinking about maybe you know they're a bit more solidified in their career thinking about putting down their roots mm-hmm. you know 
in an area, whether it be Orlando or, you know, an area and thinking about buying a house rather than, you know, renting. Right. You know, um, and so it's really easy to get taken advantage of. I th- I, I agree. Yeah. Every time a house is bought or sold, right? Technically, real estate agents make about 6% of commissions. So, you know, you can think about a really cheap $100,000 apartment. You know, just commissions, you know, your buyer agent who helps right. the person buy the house will make $3,000. Right. And whoever helps sell that apartment will make $3,000. Right. Except here in Orlando, they're not, you won't get a house for $100,000. Nope. Right. What's the median sale price? Maybe around three hundred thousand, three fifty. Yeah, I've seen low to two fifty, but it depends on the area. Again, it depends on the area, yeah. right? Um, I would say on average, maybe around three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Right. So if you multiply that out, you know, you're basically your your seller agent and your buyer agent are almost making ten grand each. Yes. Right. And it's tough to shell away that amount of money at our age, right? Especially without really knowing where it's going. <laughs> Right. And would you say that pre-COVID or post-COVID? Like, um, both. Both. Yeah. You know, millennials or, you know, people are, we're getting taken advantage of. Right. You know, um, again, real estate is a networking business and 100%. it's also a business where a lot of realtors you see will be a little older. Uh huh. You know, um, and, you know, they'll have their way of doing things. We'll have our way of doing things. Right. You know, Right now, I'm in the real estate investing space. Right. Right. My avenues for maybe finding deals will be really different than a realtor who's maybe 60 years old and yes. has been doing this for a while. 100%. Yeah. Right. Um, they may have all the contacts, you know, and have networking all done and have people bring them stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. We have the power of social media now. Right. You know, crazy example, you know, one of our investors, I found them a deal a couple months ago. We bought a deal through the Facebook marketplace. That's crazy. We bought a two bedroom townhouse off the Facebook marketplace. You know, <laughs> that was sufficient for their needs. Right. You know, um, and that's why, um, especially on Instagram, yeah. you know, I'm not too active in terms of, you know, posting, but I do post stories, you know, that's a, what I a little glimpse into, you know, what my day kind of looks like. Um, and I find that the more I post stuff about real estate or real estate investing, the more I'm getting people our age, you know, reaching out to you, say, to yes. me, right. And saying, Hey, how do I get involved in this? Hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying my first house and how do I make sure that I'm not getting screwed? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, um, you know, how do I build a portfolio of properties? Right. right? Because my whole goal is to eventually have enough properties to where I'm getting paid rent every month. And it's pretty much that's taking care of your income. Not only will it eclipse, but if eventually it'll supersede what I'm right. making with my day job. Right. Right. And then my fire number is that much closer. Right. Right. And my choice of retirement is right there. And it's a matter of scaling it. Right. <laughs> Agreed. So, but real estate is risky. You know, how do you know? what to put your money into. I I feel like that's what kind of like scares people into getting into it, if that makes sense. And and not even say like, dude, because I dabbled into it a little bit, Mm -hmm. man, I get this house. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying I I would still continue to it, but it's just like, it's, it's just the, the, not the frustration, but it's, it's the amount of time. And also it's like, like once you get committed, how, 
how would you know where to start? You know what I yeah. mean? Because right after that, that's why people sign up with other, you know, companies yeah. and, you know, and, or other, uh, like 20, what's this 21st century, right? Yeah. Uh, they would sign up with like those types of companies and, yeah. and, uh, just because of the contacts, the, 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 like the fact that it's, oh, okay. They're, they're it's, legit. It's a reputable yes. brand. Yeah. I recognize the brand. Yes. The problem is, you know, even these large companies, not to take away from them, but you know, anyone can get their real estate license. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 100%. Um, and so, you know, they can pretty much hire anyone they want. Anyone. Right. Uh, my recommendation would be to go local, right. Rather than going to these huge brands that have, you know, national, you know, they can spread out nationally. They're realtors. Right. I want someone that's been in the area for at least 10 years. That knows the area. That knows the area. Right. That knows the market, you know, that'll say, Hey, don't buy over there. You know, that area is not on the up and up. Right. Uh, buy over there. Those houses are appreciating like crazy. Yeah. And in five or 10 years, you might, you know, you can even sell it and upsize if you want through no money out of your, your own pocket. Right. Right. And you know, those are the people I value the people with local, really deep local knowledge. Right. Um, rather than, you know, just a national brand with, they'll send you automated house listings every day. That's what I'm saying. I I don't, I don't think our generation still is going to want to deal with, uh, technology per se, but it it is like ingrained in it, but Mm -hmm. you're right. Like even just kind of like that whole lockbox situation, like, man, you kind of want to be sold on something, a dream, like, you know, you have to be good with people and it, maybe it's undervalued right now, but I think it's going to, I think throughout time, I think it's, it, it's, it's still going to hold up. And yeah. I think that's where I'm kind of going with Yeah. That. You know, even the way we buy houses now yeah. is different than generations before us. Right. You know, before you had to go there, you yeah. had to walk through the house. You had to see everything see for yourself. Everything. Yeah. Um, now, nowadays, right. How I see some houses being bought, they're bought sight unseen. They're houses that investors and even, you know, residential people who want to go and live there, mm-hmm. they'll go on Zillow. Um, which, by the way, is the social media for millennials, right? You go on Zillow, you can look at houses <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, it's addicting. It's a very you addicting. You get to choose, you know, pick and choose what kind of house you want in the area you want. You can filter it down with parameters. You can do anything. Yes. And you can go on these 3D virtual tours. Literally. And you can walk through the house virtually and make a decision, right? Like, what do you think? Like, and, and like yeah. you know, they're just You like, can share it with your friends. Exactly. Right? Um have a discussion about you know it's weird but it's crazy you don't have to go to an open house on saturdays or sundays anymore right. and take a pamphlet and have to talk to you know whoever's trying to pitch the house to you yeah, and yeah, listen yeah. to someone ramble on about crown molding <laughs> and 42 inch cabinets with you know hardwood like and no. some some people love that some but people I, it's love it's that. like niche like it's yeah. not like a lot of people that like it and do kudos for the people that want to build their house. Do you ever want to build your house or do you feel uh, like, no, man, I, I don't personally, personally, but, um, you know, I definitely see, um, how great it can, be. can be yeah. the ability to customize your own, you know, your thing. own space. And I think, you know, real estate's so interesting that, you know, if you buy something, right. right if you buy something, real estate, there's a small plot of earth that is now yours. That's weird to say. I mean, right. now. You own this space yes. on the planet. Right. Right. Um, 
and what you want to do with it, you can do. I mean, minus your zoning and regulation laws, right? You can't <laughs> yeah. like, you know, put a tiny house in a gated community yes, worth yeah, yeah. multi-million dollar houses. Ex exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, to some extent, you have the freedom of choosing what you want to do with, with your space. Right. And building your own house is a really cool way of completely customizing everything to your needs, right? So I, I think it's a really cool way. Um, yeah. Dude, I, this thing, um, when it comes down to it, uh, any, and I, I don't know, you, you seem like a very knowledgeable person. And it, came, it, it comes across also as, as somebody kind of would know what to look for. Yeah. What, what do you think are some things that people our age should be looking for? So, it, whether that yeah. be in real estate, whether it be in anything. Then. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of real estate, you know, before you venture into any new opportunity, Right. right. You want to make sure that you're financially sound. Yeah. Your personal what does that finance. Mean? Just so, like, a, like yeah. So that, that your personal finance uh, is at a comfortable spot, mm -hmm. meaning that, you know, build out an emergency fund for yourself. That's always kind of step one. You know, first build it to maybe one month of your expenses, maybe then expand it to six months of your expenses to where, you know, if something horrible, God forbid, were to happen, right. you can survive without a dollar coming in for six months. Right. Right. Build that emergency fund. Next step, um, pay off your debt. Right. See, that's that's what Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, Dave pay Ramsey, off your like, debt. You know, kind of start with the high interest debt because you're being charged more for that debt. You know, snowball effect. Yes. You know, you have the snowball <laughs> method, the avalanche <laughs> method, avalanche all, method, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, mathematically, the best thing to do, pay off your higher interest debt, yes. right? Yeah. Then, you know, then worry about your lower interest debt. Student loans. I'm Student loans, credit card debt is killer. Oh, you know, some I, of these interest rates are like 15 to 20, you know, insane percentages. Insane, man. Like we can you, go on a ramp for yeah, ages, I mean, You can pay up a, a percentage to your principal on your credit card debt, and the interest itself uh, makes it so formidable that yeah. you're really not paying off anything exactly it's right? so bizarre and yeah. you look at it I, I looked at it once and i'm like yeah. this is how much i i literally paid this much and only this much was paid like it's so crazy it's ridiculous it's really it's ridiculous, ridiculous man. so pay off your debt right okay um you know watch your expenses you know make sure that's all fine um and then start saving for things you really care about you know is it your first house is it an investment property right you know, but uh, Josh, I'm so young. Yeah. <laughs> I, wa I want my Starbucks coffee. What, yeah. How do I combat that? What if I want those impulses? Yeah. Well, you know, know that, that's a great question. Um, so one of my, uh, I would say finance mentors that I I'm literally putting you on the spot. No, right that's fine. That I was reading. Um, maybe we can link this book in the show notes, right? Uh, it's called, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. Okay. That book, First of all, I love his tone. Right. Uh, the author goes into depth um, in a way that he's talking at you directly to your face, being blunt, like this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't and mm -hmm. this is why, in a way that people our age really understand and sort of gravitate to. Right. And one of his, like, I guess, lines that became really popular and famous is, don't worry about the $4 questions. Worry about the $40,000, the $40,000 questions, right. meaning like, if you want to go out and buy this $4 latte or this $4 coffee, do it. You know, um, don't hold back on I've, the tiny I've stuff. actually heard that. Uh, yeah. And I think he was on a podcast uh, also yeah. was talking about that stuff. It's a bestseller book for yes. a reason. Yes. Right? Um, because it's not just like, like gray matter and you're just really bored reading this guy 
you know, um, making you feel bad about what you're doing right. and telling you just black and white what to do, what to not do. Right. It's more like he's having a discussion that's making you look in the mirror and self-reflect really self-reflect yeah. and figure out, you know, again, what you want to pour your money into, yep. you know, and what's the right way. So, you know, going along with it. So again, you want to save that emergency fund when you'll pay off your debts. You want to start saving, you know, for things you really believe in. Uh, you want to budget, you know, and it doesn't have to be black and white. It doesn't have to be, I'm only going to spend $10, you know, today on food. Right. You know, it, you can have a little flexibility, but 100%. just something that keep you accountable. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, after you have this personal finance area sound and you're confident in it, then you can venture into, into, into yeah. Things, yeah. So, so, you know, once you kind of have your foundation and your foundation and your principles, then you can start building on that. Right. Right. Then you can start maybe investing in stocks, right? Maybe real estate investing, mm -hmm. right? How do I grow what I already have? And so when, you know, when you ask me the question, you know, what kind of properties do you look at? You know, what kind of houses do you look at to buy? Right. You know, there's a really good, I would say a very general rule of thumb. Right. And we're talking about houses that are on the cheap rent, not like the four hundred thousand. Well, things houses. that would be kind of feasible to, to buy. So, you know yeah. I mean? so, but not like so, super crappy where, you know, yeah. it's a fixer upper and yeah. you're going to spend more time. And yeah. So there are a lot of ways to do it. Um, I would say a really easy rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. It's called the one percent rule. And a one percent rule means that a house should rent for one percent of what it's worth every month. Mm, okay. Take a house that's worth a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. It should rent for at least one thousand dollars. Right. Again, this is near impossible in high cost of living areas like San Francisco, Seattle, right. New York City. It's you're not going to hit those numbers. You're, right. And they can operate on a different sort of metrics. Right. But in other areas, you know, um, it works. Yes. You know. Do you, is are you saying that based off Orlando? Oh, are you um, just saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, or, or it will work in Orlando. Yeah. It's hard to find these deals. It's really hard. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm kind of just saying maybe because it's very touristy here. Yeah. I, I think it would be different. But I, that's why I'm asking more questions because I'm also like just someone that is wanting to learn, wants to learn more. Yeah. But this is what I think more questions I ask can kind of help somebody else. Yeah. So I'm just glad you're being reciprocated. Yeah, no, that's fine. Us. So yeah. I'll give you an example. Yeah. So um, we are closing on a townhouse um, in Orlando next week. Um, and again, you know, going hand in hand with this 1% rule we're talking about, this townhouse was on sale for around $145,000. Okay. Okay. Let's use the 1% rule. It should rent for at least $1,450. Right. It does. It does. You know, luckily we're able to get it for a little cheaper mm -hmm. and, and we're closing next week. So we're, you know, we're pumped about this right. and we're pumped about this because it's one step closer to our goals of not working. Right. Right. And so if you want to get into the numbers, right, why does the 1% rule work? The 1% rule basically states that, you know, after you pay your mortgage, after you pay property taxes, after you pay your HOA fee, if there's an HOA fee, after most likely you, there would be. Most likely yeah. there would be, right? Um, after you budget for maintenance in the house, um, vacancy, if there's no one renting it for maybe a month. Right. Um, 
you know, capital expenditures, which is your really big ticket items like a roof replacement or an AC replacement or replumbing the whole house. Right. After you budget for all of these things, you're still cash flow positive. Huh. So again, let's talk about this townhouse, right? right. You know, we're buying it for about $140,000. Okay. And usually the way properties work, the conventional way to do it is to put 20% down. Yes. Okay. So after you put 20% down, your the mortgage for that house is looking at around 700 to $750 a month is your mortgage. Right. Okay. Interest rates are so low now. So, you know, it's a very manageable mortgage. Like we said, it rents for 1450 a month. Right. So let's say my mortgage is seven fifty a month, my my rent is fourteen fifty. That means I'm cash flowing seven hundred dollars a month, yeah. right? And yeah, I'm putting some aside maintenance. You know, maybe if I want to have a property manager, I can right. hire him on. Um, capital expenditures, vacancy, you know, all of these ticket items I push aside. And maybe if I want, I'll I'll take in all that seven hundred dollars. Right. Maybe I'll just take in a couple hundred and leave some in a savings for you know, uh, emergency rainy day fund mm-hmm. for that property. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a way to scale. So think about it, right? I'm getting $700 a month. Multiply that over 12 months, right? That's uh, $8,400 a month in cash flow, right? Um, now, you know, real estate has so many strengths. Yes. And, and one is if you, you know, the way it's taxed is beneficial, the way, um, you know, the, the house can appreciate over time, right? The value of the house was 140000 today, but, you know, give it 10, 15, 20 years. What will it be? Will it be in an appreciating area that maybe it'll go up to two hundred grand? Mm-hmm. right? Possible. 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 Um, and, you know, during those 10, 15, 20, 30 years, however long I want to hold it, I'm going to earn at least $700 in cash flow for the rest of eternity. Right. Right. Um, and that's just until the mortgage is paid. And then when the mortgage is paid, because the tenant is paying the mortgage every month, you're not, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Once the mortgage is paid, you're making the full rent and cash flow. Uh, yes. That, yeah. Then you're getting $1,450, you know, $1,450 in cash flow every month. You know, what is that? Um, after the mortgage is paid, what is that in a year? That's over 17 or 18 grand from that's just one property. Right. That's see. And like, I'm not even saying like you're spitting a lot of numbers, but at the same time, uh, um, people need to get more financial literate. I mean, literate financial literate. Yeah. And a lot of people financially literate. (laughs) No, I'm thinking about that. I was like financially literate. Yeah. I fuck up all the time. No, man. It's it's okay. (laughs) Um, but, I need to just get literate. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's it's what's crazy. Um, uh, we'll get to one more thing is because I love everything you're saying right here. And, um, dude, I don't know why, but I think of it, it for people that are dumb like me. Literally, it's kind of like Monopoly. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. I, this is why I think I'm like, this yeah. is, why, is this why fucking Monopoly is so addicting? Monopoly is it's addicting because asshole. of this. This it is, is real world Monopoly. Uh, yeah, it's bullshit. Because yeah. <laughs> I can own people in this game. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but in real life, I don't know. It's just like the risk factor. But anyways, um, everything you're saying, man, everything everything is awesome, phenomenal for anybody that wants to learn and, and get, dabble into this stuff. Yeah. Um, 
does that still hold up even in the COVID age? Like, like yeah. everything that you're saying right now, what, especially starting out, I guess that's how we can end it is like, what, what are the, the things that they should be looking at mm-hmm. just to get out of this whole pandemic situation financially? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you have some say so in that? Like, sure. Like this is why I'm kind of like, yeah. asking. you know, I think COVID has taught us a lot about security mm-hmm. and having a safety blanket. Okay. Um, and so that first step I talked about building an emergency fund. Yes. I think that's more important than ever. Ever. Right. Yeah. Um, how many people do you know that have been terminated, furloughed, or you know, uh, a lot of people. A I lot mean, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I was like, I was... a lot of people. So, you know, a lot of these people may have been living paycheck to paycheck. One hundred percent. You know, even though they didn't have to, but yeah. they were used to a certain lifestyle of earning and spending and right. earning and spending, and you're just. It's just a rat race and yes. you're on this wheel, you know? It's crazy on the when same you say it wheel. like that. Yeah. Um, others, you know, may have saved a little more and can withstand one month, three months, right, six right. months. And so your financial security and your safety blanket, your emergency fund is more, you know, is bigger than ever. And so, I, you know, I'm very, I'm, I can be pretty conservative in that. I like to have a whole year of expenses just stocked away. Yeah. You know, who knows? you know, what can happen in life. You know, life is very unexpected True. sometimes. And now you have a family, like, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and for future reference, uh, uh, were you always like that? Or is that just like whenever you were uh, also family to kind of yeah. heightened it? You no, know, I, 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 I always valued safety. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, COVID has kind of highlighted that. Highlighted it. Yeah. And the crappiest terms for people that, you know, whatever your situation is, it mm-hmm. just sucks. Yeah. But this is why I ask, like, do those still hold up even right now? And it should. It, I think so, right? Yeah, it, it, it definitely does. Um, if not, it brings more light to it. Right. Um, you know, these sound financial principles that, you know, we're put in really tough spots these days. Yeah. Even, you know, as a landlord. You yes. Know, um, yes. You know, there's some landlords out there that, you know, they're not giving their tenants any breaks, which is their choice, right? They own the property. The other, other landlords might give a tenant maybe a month a month discounted, two months discounted. But at the end of the day, we're all people, right? Yes. You know, everyone's in it for the same reason. Reason. Right. Um, you know, the, the tenant might say, man, I'm paying a thousand bucks in rent. You know, what, you know, what is my landlord doing with that money? If I don't, if I don't pay a month, my landlord's going to be okay. Right. You know, he doesn't need the money. No. Yeah. Obviously. And that's the thing. Like, also depends on the landlord you exactly know? Yeah. and it's actually not true right because the landlord they're just taking the money and they're paying the mortgage right right they're in the same you know they're in the same position mm-hmm. um so at the end of the day at the end of the day we're people right right and you know it's all about connections and and doing the right thing too you know if your tenant or your you know if your tenant is having some you know difficulties right. during this time you know be responsive be respectful right you know, I mean, yeah, maybe they're getting a little rental assistance, but we're not really, you know, being helped that much. True. So, but at the end of the day, you know, this, these are trying times for everyone. Yeah. And so rather than, you know, being a stickler and rigid, right? Again, it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, you know, being able to adapt, being flexible with right. the situation. Um, even after you buy an investment property, you, you know, you might not get rent for a month or two. You know, you never know. You never know what can happen. True. So you got to be flexible, um, but as long as your foundation's good, you'll be able to withstand, you know, pretty much anything. Dude, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. How do you feel? You feel good? Oh man, I feel great. Awesome, awesome, yeah. man. I'm, dude. 
I'm happy you came on, Josh. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I've been wanting to dabble into this whole uh, real estate side of everything, even just uh, the ideas of being financially good. And, and I want to find more people that can bring more perspective to that. You know what yeah. I mean? Whether it is like maybe debt or, yeah. you know, it has to be a school or, you know, uh, real estate. It doesn't matter. I just think all of those things people want to know about, mm -hmm. especially younger generations. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's really, it really sucks like having only one way to learn things. And I think this, I think having a podcast is a great way to do it. And dude, I just want to say thank you for coming no, on. Thanks for having me on. It's been great, man. Dude. Thanks, man. Um, well, what do you have coming up next, man? Where can people find you? Do you have like anything that you want to give them out so that way they kind of know yeah. maybe a, li a little bit more about you? Yeah. Um, well, there are a couple of ways you can find me. Um, I'm on Instagram. Okay. Jay Parpia. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Joshua okay. Jorgen Parpia. No, nice. uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, even email, you know, joshparpia at gmail.com. Right. You know, if you want to talk real estate, if you want to talk about finance, um, you know, personal finance and investing, you know, feel free to connect. All right. Um, be happy to help, you know, especially here in Orlando. If you're local, hit me up, you know, let's, um, let's talk. You heard it there. Yeah. Alrighty guys. Well, we're going to end it here. This was another episode of the slice of life podcast. I'm going to have all of his information once he gets it to me, uh, all in the link down below for anybody that's watching us on YouTube. For those of you that are listening on the podcast itself, sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll try to put it up there also, <laughs> but, uh, like again, uh, Folks, hit that like button, subscribe, do whatever you can to support this channel, and I'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.